Alright, what's going on guys? My name is Noah Amazon. I'm joined with Angel. Today's episode number one of Forbidden Radio. Um, our two other hosts today are um, Armani and Eric. They are the two founders and our bosses here at Forbidden Radio. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hello. You know, it's um, we're just first episode of Forbidden Radio. Looking, sounding nice. Good so, to have yeah, you guys. <sighs> so Forbidden I'm Radio excited, is. I'm excited to be through. here. Damn, we're, we're, we're I'm excited to be here. here. <laughs> Should we start over? No, no, no. We'll, no. we'll keep this. All right, we'll keep this. It means it means we're human. All right. So, Forbidden yeah. Radio is essentially just like it's a podcast uh, for Forbidden Origins. We're gonna talk about ourselves, talk about like um, things that we're doing in the company, and then like later on, as the podcast goes on, we'll be implementing pop culture, talking about things happening in our like zeitgeist. Uh, but today, we're just gonna talk about ourselves, talk about how we got into writing, talk about how we became came together as a team. And so you guys can get to know at least some of us better. Over time, we will have more writers on with us. But yeah, for right now, it's just the four of us. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for starting this, guys. I will say this was um, Noah and Angel's original idea. So we're really excited to start it and, and you know, and have it grow. Um, yeah, we're, we, you call us the bosses. I, I wouldn't call us the bosses. We just, me and Armani, we founded the company. But I, I see a, us more as a team. But if you want to call me the boss, that's okay. <laughs> I think that's a great way of looking at it. I do kind of still see you guys as bosses, but yeah, I guess it does really seem more like a team than anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the whole point, right? Of all of us just collaborating together, throwing out ideas, seeing what sticks, and hoping for the best. Um, we're all creatives. But um, like Eric said, if you want to call me the boss, I don't mind. Call me the Godfather. I like that. <laughs> Call, call us, call me or Armani the All Father uh, character <laughs> in the old universe. Huh. All right, and that's when the podcast ends. <laughs> end wow, kidding. what a great outro! Yeah, no, like this we is fun. Our Lord. Thought, what a thought! Like we we would have a a podcast from what started off as like you know a book publishing company. We started this company just starting um, writing books, and now we're writing comics and short stories, and now we're doing a podcast. So. Angel and Noah, I'm excited to see what you guys bring out and what your episodes look like going from here. Let's get thank into you, it. Thank you. And you're saying this was mine and Noah's idea? This was Noah's idea. I agreed to be a host, but this is all Noah. I know. Someone, oh, okay. someone brought okay. up doing a podcast and I said, hey, fuck it, let's do it. And then now you're putting it on me? Okay. All right. Oh, well, I you were the one was... that, that agreed first. And then I was like, sure, I'll host it with you because, I, so you I know, this blood. does seem like something. Called your bluff. You didn't call my bluff. It was more like you're the one that agreed first, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done to host it with you." You guys are a perfect <laughs> duo. This is, yeah. Yeah, this, is the, this is the chemistry I want to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear you guys just bicker and argue about like certain lore of the of Forbidden Origins and like pop culture shit. shit. I want to hear you guys. Yeah, I want to hear you guys like go off. But this is the first episode, episode so oh, oh. what happened? For a future episode, though, I'm going to say real quick, I would really want to have another debate with Armani about Zack Snyder, but that's for down the road. So, oh, yeah, yeah we'll have like cool. a once we hit like a hundred subs on the RSS feed for Forbidden Radio, we'll have like a live showdown over Zack Snyder. Try to we'll try yeah. to bring him on. What is RSS feed? I'm looking at this right now on my screen, the Forbidden Radio uh, like homepage, but I don't know what that is. Um, I'll let Eric explain what RSS feed is. He's better at that than me. Yeah, 
Yeah, wow. First episode, we're going to tell everyone how what a podcast works. But this is good, like, for people wondering, like, for podcasts, because we, we did this research ourselves, you know, when we were doing this. Um, RSS feed is basically, like, um, it's just a website where you host your podcast. Like, an example would be, like, this is a hilarious example I'm thinking right now, but, like, a Tumblr page and where you post your stuff on Tumblr. It's kind of like the same oh, thing as okay. like your feed. Um, but RSS feeds are cool because they host the actual... Like when you record your podcast, it hosts the actual audio file. And then if you want to on Apple or Spotify or any sort of like, you know, music or media where you want to listen to it. This is mostly for audio. Uh, YouTube is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, When like when you go to Spotify and when you want to put your podcast, they'll ask, okay, what's your RSS feed link? And you give them the link and then it'll populate on Spotify. And then same thing for Apple. So, yeah. So RSS is like the main. Yeah, it's like the main feed for all the audio channels. And then for video, when we have our video releasing of the podcast, there's, you know, YouTube. Okay, that's cool. I've never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah, see, yeah. So our, so our humble host, Noah Angel, what do you guys want to dive into today? What compelled you to start Forbidden Origins? Oh, jeez. What was the inciting incident? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what was the exposition... The inciting incident, the rising action, the climax. Um, Eric, what do you think was the inciting incident? I'm just it off to Eric. Well, is yeah, it is it what started Forbidden Origins, or what started you know the the first, um, I guess the first story and saga of Forbidden Origins, which is the old universe? Like, no, are you interested in more of how the company started or how the story started? Because um, just for anyone who doesn't know and who's listening uh, about. Ben Origins, we're a self-publishing book company, um, but we're also getting into graphic novels, media, everything. But the first thing, as of this episode, that's out right now is our sci-fi epic fantasy series, The Old Universe. And that is kind of the first story that like brought this all together. So, um, Noah, are you asking more of how the story started or how the company started? How the company. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll start, and then Armand, if you want to add to it. Uh, basically, so we were, we've already had the old universe as a story. We've always talked about it. We've always um, had it created way before the company started, just like for fun. Like we just created the story one day, and we really got into it. Uh, it was back in like middle school, and then um, we kind of just always added to it, even in high school, even in college, just like fun ideas. And then. Um, <clears throat> As we gotten older, we we might have not added to it as much as we were older, but we always mentioned it. Like, wow, this could really be something. This could really be something. Like, we should, I don't know, maybe take a look at it. And then um, COVID hit, as everyone knows. And I don't know anyone here who wouldn't have been affected by COVID. And we could do COVID stories later, if that's a fun thing. But anyways, um, when COVID hit, you know, you have a lot of time to yourself and and, you know, me and Armani, we were always talking. We are like, let's actually just write it. Let's do it. We have this time. And also, since we were older and, you know, had more money, it's just like growing up with, you know, Armani always says this quote unquote adult jobs, adult money. So funny. Um, we did it. And we just started writing and collaborating and like looking it over and starting the first uh, story of the old universe. And then we also decided. Uh, let's just publish it ourselves. It gives us the freedom to do what we want and um, uh, bring the stories that we want to tell and not have to wait on anybody. 
Um, and I'm not, I'm not uh, harping against self-published or um, not self-published. Um, traditional. Tra traditional published, yes. Uh, because that's a great avenue too, obviously. You know, that's great. You know, if you can get traditionally published, but you know, we didn't want to wait. We wanted to say, um, like, our time is now, and we really got into um, that. So um, basically, we're self-published right now of our first book, and that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, Armani, if you want to add anything about the formation of Forbidden Origins, yeah, I mean, we grew up coming up with stories and ideas, making short films. So we've always had this idea of doing things ourselves. And when we finished writing the first book back in 2020, I want to say, we started going into, you know, online resources, trying to find a publisher, an agent. And before we sent the first email, before we sent any emails out to any uh, publishers or agents, we sat down with each other and like, is this the way we want to go? Do we want to give creative control over of our story to someone who doesn't understand it as well as we do? Do we want to allow someone to come in and make changes and tell us how corn needs to be, how the all father needs to be? So once we really decided that we wanted to have total control over the stories we tell, that's where Forbidden Origins came from. We um we said we had like different ideas for the names for us. I have a note somewhere on my phone on my notes app with the first like ideas we had for the company name. Um, yeah, but uh, the Forbidden Origins was birthed from kind of the lore of the old universe. You know, it's about a, a universe before ours. It's about spears creating the universe. It's about these powerful beings. And if you look at the Forbidden Origins logo, we it's the O in Origins is a sun. And we felt like this, a sun would be perfect because everything that's on Earth only comes alive because of the sun. Like if there wasn't a sun in our universe, everything would be dead. And that's kind of like the basis of our of the stories we're telling. They're all original. They all have these ideas of life and death. They all have these ideas of brotherhood and fatherhood and love and family. And all that comes from life. All that comes from, you know, your... I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm saying anymore. Uh, but what I really want to say is that Forbidden Origins came from the idea of Eric and I just being friends and having this passion to tell stories. And without that, there wouldn't be a company today. I mean, a lot of people like to um, come up with stories and come up with ideas and just throw them out there and see if they stick. And that that is something that Eric and I just did. We We had these ideas and these stories and we put them together. And that was the birth of Forbidden Origins. And it wouldn't be what it is now without you guys. Because, look, you guys have a podcast now, you know. You guys are expanding this company in ways where Eric and I didn't dream of. We just wanted to write books. <laughs> we yeah. just wanted to write books and create stories for people to enjoy. And now there's a podcast. So, um, well, we're your guys' legacy. We wouldn't have even met if it wasn't for you guys. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, the company's only what, like... We're in 2024. The company is only three years old, and we. I feel like Eric and I, and then you guys, and all the other writers that are part of the team, we accomplished so much. And we have the company's been a company for three years, and we've only known you guys for what, like nine months, maybe yeah, less than a year. Yeah, less than a year, and we've already accomplished so much together. So it's going to be very interesting to see where the company goes. Well, but what I was trying to get at with the the logo is that the sun is the sun and the O. Um, 
I don't know for some I don't know I don't know exactly how we came up with that but I knew we came up with the idea of wanting Forbidden Origins to be something more than just a publishing company where when you look at it you feel attached to it just how when you look at the sun in real life you get like a glow you you get like a you feel alive you know when that when when you're inside all day or if you're working a job all day and you finally go outside and you feel the sun for the first time you feel something and you know, it makes you feel like you're a part of the world it makes you feel like you're a part of the earth it makes you feel alive that's why we added that into the logo so when you read our stories when you hear this podcast when you read the stories that angel's putting out and the stories that noah's putting out you feel something yeah for an origins um buy our book <laughs> yes yeah, the old universe out now on amazon and tiktok shop yes, sir, yes, sir. hey put in the plug-in hey plugging that shit in and what else? Yeah. Hey, but, but Angel, what else? What else is coming out this year, this month, and this year? Coming out this month, Echoes of the Old Universe, also on Amazon hey. and TikTok Shop. Yes. yes oh yeah, yes. Echoes. What? What? Um. What do you guys got to say about Echoes? Because that's that's your guys' creation. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Give some details on Echoes for people who don't know what that is. Go ahead, Angel. Okay, um, Echoes is a collection of short stories that a lot of us authors under the Forbidden Origins company wrote together. Um, we each wrote a couple stories, compiled it into a book, and we're going to be putting it out later this month. I'm really excited. And all the stories take place within the old universe, within the same universe as their first book, uh, Eric and Armani's first book. So we're just we're kind of expanding on that same lore and universe. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm excited to see if people like it. I think they will. There's 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 different tones. It all takes place during the um the initial stages of the war that breaks out in the first book. Uh, I guess spoilers. Yeah. Um, but um, there's gonna be different aspects of that. If anyone here, if anyone listening's ever read um Halo Evolutions or the other Halo short story books, it's the it's same concept. It's um all of it is about the war, but from different angles of the war. So it's not just battles, yeah. it's, it's families being torn apart, it's, it's uh, siblings looking out for each other in the middle of a war zone. And honestly, sadly mm-hmm. enough, it's very reflective of what's happening today. So Very much so, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Um, that's what I a lot of the stories, a lot of the stories can be uh, like a mirror or a reflection of everyday life. Mm-hmm. We know yeah. it's a sci-fi fantasy, there's a lot of themes in there that people can relate to. And I think that's the best part of any good story. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You could find I like yourself it. I think, in those pages. I think we mentioned that before, right? I think it was like along the lines of like Transformers. <laughs> and how Transformers uses a lot of like historical aspects in their movies. I love I love when fictional stories have some sort of bridge to like the real world, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether it be um subliminal themes or whether it be like right in your face, like, oh the pyramids, no, that was built by a giant robot. Like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the implementation in Transformers is so crazy. It just got crazier each movie. Like, what was it? The fourth one where like they they're the ones that um made the dinosaurs instinct, extinct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was Transformers. Like, oh my god, it, it was all Transformers. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, didn't like yeah. JFK get get assassinated by like a Decepticon? Yes, a little one. That was yeah, like, the part where they built the Hoover Dam to hold Megatron. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or I love it. Nazis. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Was, getting Nazis, Bobby. That that got a little crazy because it's like, okay, you have a giant robot fighting in World War Two. How they would have? 
that would have been a thing. Like they never talk about that again unless he was like he was like I don't know. Maybe there's secret hidden freedom fighters in World War Two we don't know about, like werewolves. You know what? In- incredibly unrealistic, but incredibly based. I gotta say. Yep. Yeah. Killing Nazis. In American Brazil. werewolf. American werewolf in Vietnam. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. We let's let's set up, <laughs> we'll let's set up you guys first, and then we'll we'll get into that later. I think people will, will. Yeah, but what else do you guys want to talk about? Keep asking those questions. What else is there? All right. Well, so we asked about the company. I was going to ask Angel. Like, basically, today's episode is about like why we got into writing. So, like, Angel, yeah. like, like what what compelled you? What got you into writing, Angel? Honestly, I just always loved reading, even as a little kid, like at school, I would just spend most of my time either at the library or just like at recess reading books. And then the one book that actually made me want to like get out and be a writer myself was Percy Jackson. When I finished that first, the original five books in the series, I, I just fell in love completely with the idea of storytelling and world building. And I was like, I have got to try this. And, yeah. you know, I wrote some pretty bad stories that were basically just copies of Percy Jackson. And those are lost now. They were like on some old computer that I had way back then. But that was really just my intro to writing. And I feel like ever since then, I've always had like that itch that I needed a scratch where it's like, okay, I want to tell stories. I want to build worlds and make these characters that people will be able to relate to and fall in love with. And you know, it's always been like that thing that like I say I want to do, but I always put it off or I'm like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe people won't like it. But then when I ended up coming across the TikTok that Armani and Eric put out saying they were looking for writers, I was like, OK, maybe this is an opportunity that I should take advantage of. And I ended up reaching out and look, here we are now. Here we are now. Yep. I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. I, I'll add to that, too. Just like I. Uh, talking about you guys um for for context so when we i think it was early earlier of last year um i think this was armani's thing he was like you know i really feel like we should have like more like a team as we like expand and i was like super down for it and i know at that point we had like our animations starting to show of like showing what the old universe can be in like a visual sense and, and that was really cool on tiktok and then we use those videos and just with cool music and edits as TikTok works uh, to have like a call to action. And what what was it? What, what, it had like an original thing. What was the what was the thing, Armani? Um, that I it said, said. I said. Um, remember at the end of Avengers when Tony Stark said, "I'm putting together a team." Well, that's exactly what me and my best friend are doing. And then I and then I added everything else after that. Hey, yeah. Worked. <laughs> yeah it, yeah it was dope and then we had like the videos and everything and the music and yeah that like blew up and it was like going everywhere um and then yeah we and you know believe me we had a whole bunch of people contact us a lot a lot a lot of people so we really had to and we gave people the time too like if if we, if we responded back and if they responded back basically if you confirmed like that you're at least talking to us we we scheduled basically a phone call i remember um when we were getting people and we scheduled, remember, remember we had like we had like three phone calls a day for like a month. Yeah, that was nuts. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy because we wanted to give everyone a, you know their time and and we had we had time and it was like why not? So we scheduled it and we, yeah we we definitely I remember talking to Angel and just to meet and then you know just saying what we're doing and then but the thing is you know we ha- we need to see your actual writing right that that was obviously 
a big thing about it is you okay you want to be a writer let's see your writing and angel sent a cool i think it was a little short story uh and it was sci-fi too it was like a very sci-fi story which we liked and um it was amazing we liked we liked the, just just the worlds that he was able to build and it, it wasn't a long story either and in a short amount of time but he gets you interested he gets you wanting to know more and and then we're like yeah this is our guy add him to the team so yeah yeah, yeah. It's crazy that you say that because I'm going to be honest, I'm like a professional procrastinator. So <laughs> I wrote that story like last minute when you were like, hey, we need some writing sample from you. I was like, OK, let me just cook this up real quick. And I didn't expect much. I was like, hey, that was very low effort. And I'm sure they're getting a bunch of people. I was like, I doubt they're going to call me back or like message me back or anything. So I'm, I'm pretty that's glad. Thing, you guys that's did thing too. This is really cool. A lot of people, a lot of people emailed us and. That's it. Like they, they just emailed us saying that they were interested and they wanted to be a part of the team, but they didn't send any writing samples. And Eric and I were writers just like you guys. We're not better or worse. We're not above you guys or below you. Like we're all on the same level in regards to our writing. We still needed to have some sort of um some sort of structure there where, yeah, this is uh, we're really we're really young in regards to starting the company. It's really fresh. But we still need to see writing samples in order to move forward, you know. Um, there were some people that just emailed us and they just had cool ideas. And even then we were like, this is dope. Like, but can you can you send it in like a paragraph? Can you do this? And they never got back to us. So we just kept moving. We just kept reading emails, scheduling meetings and ended up just being, you know, you, Noah and the other four guys that are now part of the Forbidden Origins. Who we will be having on as guests in future episodes. Yeah, we're going to rotate. Yeah. Them yeah yeah that'd be sick i'm excited for that i'm excited to see just hear you guys shoot the shit and just talk yeah it'd be interesting too just for like us not being there like just hearing you guys talk and what you discuss you know because then yeah we'd be like listeners for the podcast yeah you'd be our audience and i i listen i listen to a lot of podcasts and um i have been in other podcasts before so it's always weird hearing myself but I, i i love just especially if i'm not in it love to listen to it right yeah, I can't wait for Jay to talk my ear off about Green Lantern. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw he posted something today about, like, Kyle. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's was a like, Green Lantern stand. I was, like, I was like, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I like Green Lantern, though. But, no, nah, but, yeah, I can't wait to have him on, everybody else on. It's going to be fun. Um, Eric Armani, like, so we know Angel's story on how he got into writing. Like, what? What compelled you guys to get into writing? What was what was like the thing you're just like, you know what, fuck it, I want to write, I want to do something, you know? It wasn't even really writing, it was um just storytelling in general. When Eric and I met, we were in middle school at our martial arts um school, we just automatically clicked in regards to like wanting to make short films and wanted to make movies and stuff. So every weekend we were at each other's houses with a camera, literally just making random films. Um most of them revolved around like fight scenes and martial arts because we were that's how we met we both did martial arts for 10 years plus so a lot of our films were just there and that's how we expressed our creativity and then um one summer we were playing soul caliber and the idea of the old universe was um ignited in our brains and then from there we just started writing it at least for me um my passion for writing came from just my love of storytelling. I didn't know 
I didn't know whether it was going to be I was going to tell stories through writing, I was going to tell stories as an actor, or I was going to tell stories as a director. Um, so I, for like my for like ten years of my life, from middle school, high school, early college, I didn't know how I wanted to tell stories because I was dabbling with acting. I was dabbling with still making short films with Eric. And then when COVID hit, everyone was on lockdown. We pull out the archives, and that's when I realized my love for storytelling. I want to push that out through writing, and that's where you know Forbidden Origins and the Odd Universe came. So that that's like the gist of me. Um, I've just my dad always used to put on like wild movies when we were kids. The first movie I remember watching with my dad was Jeepers Creepers, and then he introduced me into like Kingdom of Heaven, Gladiator. Uh, what else titanic um a lot of these like grand epic these grand epic movies with world building and then on a large scale that's where like my love for storytelling developed and then like i said earlier it went into short films with eric then it went into just creating stories for fun with eric and then eventually it turned into writing a book series with my best friend eric (laughs) start crying (laughs) Yeah, so it, it, what's crazy and what's led me to this like part, you know, with Armani too, uh, before Forbidden Origins, I, I didn't really consider myself um, a writer, actually. Um, like, like Armani said, like when I met Armani, um, we were both very, very creative. You know, and that, that's like what we would do. It, it, was, it, was, it was crazy because like, yeah. Like when most middle school like guys hang out, you know, they'll like play sports or, you know, go to the gym or, or like party. Me and Armani were making movies, <laughs> and, and I was like, creative and cool stuff. And then that, I, I always thought that was way more interesting and cool. And um, it, it, it's something that's like you really feel like a part of yourself. And so, yeah, I was I was always inspired creatively with the things I did like that. But even before then. Um, growing up, you know, I was always a huge fan, like, of, of, you know, basically what you see on TV, right? That, that was like a story. So basically, um, when I was growing up, it was like Dragon Ball Z. That was like one of my first things I remember where I watch and I wanted to know what happens next, right? It was, you know, if you guys ever watched Dragon Ball Z, there was like next time on Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, I want to see next time. Cause that was so cool. <laughs> Like that was like, that was con, that was like my first dabbling into like conflict and, and, uh, characters and, and things that just keep going. Cause there were other cartoons too. Obviously you watch as a little kid, but you know, it's like when you watch like, um, like SpongeBob, it's just SpongeBob does like a crazy thing. And then each episode it's different. I, there's like a name for that where it's like, it's a random, episodic. uh, yeah, it's very episodic, which is fine. But like, it didn't really give me the, the, the grasp of like an overarching story. And that's when like Dragon Ball Z was one of my first inspirations for that, where it's like, oh, the story continues, right? And that's like yeah. kind of what started that. And then all, obviously uh, growing up, it's like movies. Um, my big thing, some movies that I really liked, the, the, first, the Raimi Spider-Man movies, when those came out, love those. It was like the early Marvel stuff was super, super cool. Really into that. The Matrix, even though my parents kind of more watched that than me, but I, I didn't really understand the story. I was too young, uh, but re-watching it now, that was cool. But basically, that's like my first stuff I dabbled into. And then meeting Armani and, you know, coming from martial arts and fighting and conflict, it's like, okay, and then we make fight scenes. And then, um, yeah, but the old universe was really cool. That's like the first time we really um, 
sat down and like created something that's like more than something we could just record. It's just like this grand epic story that we were making up. It was I remember we were playing Soul Calibur and we gave the characters the names that we want that ended up in the book. And oh, cool. and and when we created the characters, like because we, we were we were playing online with our other friend uh, Jordan. Shout out to Jordan Reynolds. Hello. Um, we were like saying what's happening while we were fighting, like their conflicts and their stories and like who they were. And then we yeah. like stopped and we were like, wait, this is cool. Like, let's write this down. <laughs> <laughs> and then so we um, we were at Armani's house and we went into I, don't, I think his sister moved out at the time. Uh, so her room was empty or she just wasn't around as much. And it was a there was a big, empty pink room with a computer in it. The pink room. Yep. I'll never forget that because. Once we went into the pink room, no lie, we were probably there for like at least six hours. I'm not even exaggerating. I would say at least like five, six hours, um, just writing everything down about the story of Corin, the story of the Allfather. I think definitely had Zaman at that point. Like those were like the OGs. And then it all kind of branched from there. But even then, like um, how, how it worked in the beginning, I would say is that Armani was always the better um, easily the better actual writer. Um, like, cause when I wrote, when I was writing in school and stuff, I never scored that well. It was kind of hard for me to translate. I always had cool, crazy thoughts, but it was hard for me to like translate those thoughts onto like a piece of paper. Right. Um, but Armani was really good at that. He was amazing. I always said he was an amazing writer. And definitely even before Forbidden Wars, was like, you should do something with writing. Um, and but now that we are doing this, like it's, it's, it's helped me grow in that aspect where it's like, Oh, you know, I, I'm, doing all this like i'm creative too and i can definitely you know just put if i put the time into it and, and talking with you guys and getting really inspired like that's in one of the short stories in our book coming out echoes um i have a story in it called the mall and that's really one of the first stories i wrote where i, I really it's just all me and i like put it in there it's like a longer form just completely written on my own um yeah. and i was like you know it, it took me a long time too because i was always I had that doubt of like, I don't know if I'm such a good writer, but I kind of just ignored it at this point. Like, well, you basically wrote a book with Armani, um, write the story. So yeah, because with, with book one too, like um, Armani did most of the writing, but obviously like the story components, like we would collaborate on and I would just, you know, talk to Armani back and forth. This should happen, this should happen, this should happen. And then Armani put it down. But it, I think even for book two, like, I want to be more contributing in the writing and, and my as my writing drawing. So it's been a really um, cool journey for me just to like expand on what I can do. So yeah, yay! Yeah, that's uh, that's like how we collaborate at least for book one. Um, I would send Eric like two or three chapters, and then he would read them, and then he would call me, and we would read it through it. And he would tell me things to add, like, okay, what if they did this? What if they did that? And then we'd be like, yeah, that's dope. Let's do it like this. Let's do it like that. So that's how we uh, collaborated for book one, but for book two and so on. Since Eric, you know, he just said he pushed past that doubt that he wasn't a good writer, which is crazy because most Eric, it's wild because Eric, Eric's like the type of person when he gets his mind on something, he like learns it immediately. Like he was the one that, um, was editing all the short films we made when we were younger. He was the one that was learning fucking Final Cut and Adobe Premiere Pro when we were like nine years old, you know? Like, he was 
Yeah, he was the one doing it. So it's 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 crazy to hear him say he had doubt with writing because he's the type of person that when he learns something, he learns it immediately. Right. Um, Daywalkers, but um, he he we the the collaborative like um teamwork we have is something that wouldn't if that wasn't there, this wouldn't be possible because for sure I wouldn't I wouldn't have put the old universe out if I wasn't with Eric. Like if I wasn't if me and Eric weren't friends. The old universe wouldn't be a thing because ask if you could ask Eric himself. Like I, whenever we would talk about the old universe growing up, or just writing in general, or just stories, I would come up with him with an idea. But if he wasn't really down for it, I wouldn't do it because that was my own sense of fear. Like I know, like I don't think I can do this by myself. So thank you, Eric, for saying I'm an amazing writer. But the company <laughs> wouldn't be a company with you know without you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, I just start crying the rest of the podcast. We're gonna start <laughs> crying. We're gonna start crying on the fucking podcast. Jesus. <laughs> but let's um let's let's all turn our heads and eyes to Noah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Noah. Noah. Like, what got you into writing? Oh, um, apparently, even as a little kid, I always like wrote something. Like, would just like write something. Um, I guess when I was in kindergarten, I wrote a story about a a, a magic rock that went on adventures. That's awesome. Uh, well, I need to read yeah. yeah, I don't you still know. Have it? I have no I have no clue. My mom probably has a stash somewhere. Um but what really got me into like just storytelling also was Harry Potter. I started reading that in first grade. I barely understood it, but like I under- I grasped the story, but like you know, little some little details I wasn't really too in like you know, I'm in first grade. But everything else, like Star Wars got me into world uh storytelling also, Lord of the Rings, um just oh uh, this anime called robotech was like really really influential on what i do um but i've always like i said i've always written i've always had someone to work with not always but like okay so i remember uh, in elementary school i had my friend jacob my best friend back then jacob we were working on a card game i don't know why we were so interested in making a card game kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh. and i we both created a armored suit called cyclopser Basically, it was like, it was just a bunch of triangles, like, you know, triangles for arms, for, like, the body. And, yeah, it was a Cyclopser suit. And um, it was kind of like Iron Man mixed with, like, um, the the armor from Halo. Um, and if you put it on, you could be, like, a super soldier, basically. And I started writing little stories around that. Um, but my main thing is, like, comics, superheroes, all that. My dad, of course, got me into that. And since, I want to say, my freshman year, I've been working on a story called Manifest, which is about superheroes. And that's actually what I submitted to Armani and Eric to get me to where I am today with them. So, Yep, I remember that. Yeah, and it's funny how... That's not... Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 that was my bad. No, 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 that was my bad. My bad, my bad. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's funny how Angel said he's like a professional procrastinator. I What I did when I submitted the story, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna send them this. I haven't made any edits since 2017 of this particular paper. Hopefully they they'll accept it. And then like two days a day later, hey no, we like what you did. We want to send you the the uh, the contract. You know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh hell yeah, <laughs> this is this is happening. But like, I definitely have edits I'm going to make to that initial story, which is what I'm going to use. But yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how we all like have that. It, it, all this came from like when we were kids, you know. 
So it's yeah. really interesting that we, we, we held on to that. Like we held on to our inner child. Um, I feel like that's, that's like where the best stories come from. Cause kids, even though they're kids, they, their imaginations are so broad and, and wild and, and fun and fun to listen to when they start telling you their random stories throughout their day. Um, yeah. And it's, it's nice that us as adults and especially as adult males and like a society like ours, we're able to hold on to that and use that creativity to do what we want. Yeah, we all have jobs and we all have the stress of life throughout the day, but we're able to come together and enjoy telling stories and just messing around and literally living a fantasy, but trying to live off it at the same time. It's, it's amazing. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. I think it's really yeah, important to try to keep that childlike imagination and sense of wonder. I feel like that's really helpful when coming up yeah. with all these stories. Yeah. Don't, don't let yourself be limited by like, you know, what you're, what you're going through in life. I know everyone has like their journey and it can be hard. I get that. Uh, but, you know, try not to let your, 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 your spirit of creativity get hindered by that, you know, whatever. You, and some people that's like an outlet too, like, they might be going through something that's really hard, but what kind of brings them peace is they can still express themselves in a way that they want to. And I think that's really important to like, especially as, as especially in like, yeah, like, like Armani was saying, like the society we're in now, you know, I, I, I it's, it's weird. I have this outlook where it's just, you know, sometimes it's not going to get easier as we grow up, but I think doing this is kind of what keeps us, you know, in an, in an, in a really cool mindset of just like, we can do, what what we want and express it still so yeah um it's it's super cool too that noah you and angel were all kind of also read like that ser- like you guys read the children's book series that was like really big at that time the harry potter and the um what was it percy jackson yeah yeah i i actually I, it's crazy and this is another thing too what this like made me feel about being writing is that i was like i do read books but i felt like i didn't read on, enough um but and that can always change i didn't, like, I didn't read i didn't read as a child <laughs> like i didn't read as a child no i watched movies I didn't yeah armani actually doesn't know how to read exactly <laughs> i like thought nice. you read the, um I, armani i thought you read the percy jackson books nope i never read the percy jackson books what oh, wow. highly recommend it was a rip off of Harry potter anyways though so it's not a what i never I read, read, I never read the percy jackson books or the harry potter books the only books that i read just because um this is like my one of my favorite lores is uh, the Lord of the Ring books, but I didn't read the Percy Classic. Jackson book or the Harry Potter books. I read. Yeah, I tell you're more of a film guy. I read the second Harry yes. Potter book because that was my favorite Harry Potter. I love the Harry Potter movies. That was probably a good thing that I like. Oh, just um, But the the second movie was so crazy to me. Like growing up, with, like the giant snake at the end, yeah. the basilisk. I was like, this is nuts, and I actually read the second book just to like I, relive it. I think that's still my favorite movie to this day, the second one. Chamber of Secrets? Yeah, amazing. I will met this is so funny. I I will mention one book that I did actually like re- That's the thing though too. Like and this is like the magic of writings of books. Like when you find a book that you're actually like really into, it's it's better than a movie. Like I I believe oh, yeah. that. I believe that. Like, I, know if it's what, a- I know what book he's gonna say. I know what book he's gonna say. <laughs> predict him, predict him. It's just so. It's just. It's just. Yeah, you can't. And it. And it was. A, no, it was a very. It. It's a very successful book. It actually had a movie adaptation too. But wait, um, wait, I know exactly. Let our money guess. I was. 
I was doing summer reading. I had to do, you know, this is in, in school too, where you, you had to like read a book. Yeah. Right. And I did summer reading and they let you pick. And I was like, there was this title that caught my eye. I'm like, this looks cool. And the, the title of the book was um, <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Vampire. <laughs> That's a good book. That is a good book. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like it's it's ridiculous. But if you read it, it is amazing because it's it's almost like a biography of like Abraham Lincoln, except there's vampires, and it like shows how he basically needs to become president to like stop the vampires. It is it yeah. is it sounds so crazy, but like whoever wrote it, it was so good. Like I was like losing i was like so into that book like the way he wrote it and how you could visualize it it was it was amazing and then i know and then i i didn't think i just thought it was like you know like you know this crazy book that i really liked and then they did the movie they did the movie about it which was even crazier and the movie was horrible like not even close it didn't oh, even yeah, the movie, was, the movie was bad it didn't even touch because also the book was like pretty extensive and yes. the movie was like super short oh okay yeah, the, the book is, is crazy. Like, you could tell the the author did a lot of research to fit the vampires into his life. And yeah. then, coupled on that, they have, like, old-school, like, drawings and pictures peppered in there. And some of them, I'm just like, that is actually nightmare fuel. Like, that is, like, <laughs> pretty sick. Like, you wouldn't think it would work, but it does. And it's so good. Yeah, like, yeah. he kind of does that thing we were talking about, like, in Transformers, where he blends it with, like, his history. Which is like what makes it interesting too. Yeah. Um, right. I love that type of stuff. This, this one thing, if I remember correctly, so he takes the lore seriously of, of vampires and how they're originally from Europe, yeah. right? Like vampires yeah. are from Europe, uh, but they were getting persecuted in Europe and like you know hunted down, and they were going to America, like when people were settling in America, kind of like you know how some people might be go to America, and then but they still needed to feed, right? And so they like in, entrenched themselves in society and they realized like in, you know, pre-Civil War America, they're like, oh, there's a class of people that are tr that aren't even seen as like, you know, the, uh, a human. And that, you know, obviously in our history, that's like, you know, black people who were brought here as slaves. Right. And so they took advantage of that and was like, we're going to go into the South where it's more accepted and we're going to just, you know, make these, um, you know, african-american people disappear yep. and no one would care and it, it like it fits so it fits so perfectly it was crazy yeah the this the plantations were basically um blood farms yeah it was nuts i gotta check it out this book nice. this sounds awesome shout yeah. out to seth shout out to seth uh graham smith that's the author is that who wrote it oh, yeah okay. dude yeah. It's, it's crazy because yeah. they they start the civil war just to keep the slaves like the they have like don't they have like, yeah exactly. empire, politician yeah, something like that. And I think right. John Wilkes I think John Wilkes Booth was a vampire. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> that's why he was like mad and then yeah, yeah and then he like came after Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I'm mad, but it, it works, man. It works so well. The ending is crazy too. I can't even say it. I, I don't want to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, please don't because I actually want to read this book now. It's so crazy. Eric, that's that fun. book inspired me heavily with like certain things that I write about. Like the, the the werewolf in Vietnam, yeah. the American werewolf in Vietnam, that was like a retroactive inspiration of that. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Peppering in supernatural things and with actual history. Yeah, yeah. I will I say though, um, I know we're I know we're gushing, but he also did another book, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, yeah. and that book was, that book was boring. I didn't like it. Yeah, 
Prejudice is boring anyway, so. Yeah, because he he did the same thing. He wrote it like Pride and Prejudice, and then but just added zombies into it. And I'm like, okay, this is dumb. But that's, that's just hilarious. hilarious. Like a fan fiction. I, really, I love I love Pride and Prejudice. Like I love that movie. Don't I think the movie. Had, like, I didn't see the movie, but I don't know about the like, book. Like I write and create heavy sci-fi fantasy stuff, but I'm a sucker for like period pieces in regards to like Pride and Prejudice stuff like that. I love I love films. That's actually really cool. I feel like. Having different genres like that that you really like it could really help expand your style. Like even if you're only writing sci-fi, yeah. if you still yeah. like yeah. other stuff, it'll make your writing better. Exactly. Yeah, because you pull, you pull from other genres, yeah, you pull exactly. from other mediums. I mean, in Jordan order to Poole, help build Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole, Jordan Peele, he uh, pulls a lot of anime into his um, his films. Yeah, and they're all horror horror movies. You wouldn't think yep. that that would be inspirations, but he uses it. Oh. I've actually never seen a Jordan Peele movie. I, I, I'll oh, wow. you. I swear to God. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> nothing but you... great things, but I've never seen any of them. Which one should we watch? Nope. If... Nope? You know what? I haven't seen that one. It's I've good. seen Get <laughs> Out. Nope. I saw it. It's very good. Nope is very, very good. Is it better than Get Out? No, honestly, no, Jordan Peele has out. nothing but bangers. Um, yeah. So That's what I was okay. Preferred, yeah. That was okay. Yeah, he's gonna be working with um, Hideo Kojima on like, I think the next not Death Stranding, but they're working on a video game together. And I feel like the oh, sheer creative power. Yeah, the sheer creative power between the two of them is, is like insane. So it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a day it's one. So crazy. Like that, he's from Key and Peel. Yeah, like, right. Then that's like, right. which was really funny and really creative too. And you know what's funny? If you go back and rewatch Key and Peel, you could tell definitely tell which episodes are are the ones he's written because they're all like parodies of like scary shit and it's really really good oh that's cool so did you see yeah, that no. key and peel skit where they 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 see each other with the hat and then okay his hat has the sticker oh my hat's still in the bag and then <laughs> my hat's one. still in the case and he has a case on his head <laughs> so that's so funny yeah key and peel is funny you know you know who watched, watched a lot of that armani um who showed us that is david moody <laughs> yeah david David was like into that shit. I remember that. Yeah, but my kings, but my kings, Noah, Angel, Eric, I have to go. Um, thank you so much for coming. Excited. I'm excited for the rest of the episodes. I'm gonna listen to this one when it's when it's ready. Um, keep the convo going. It's gonna be a crazy year for Forbidden Origins. Look, it's only February. We got a a new book coming out. Just started a podcast with two dope ass creatives, Angel and Noah. Um, but with that said, I'm turning the mic off and I'll be out for the rest of the night. Uh, so you guys continue the conversation. Text me when the text me when the uh, the podcast right. is done. And yeah, we can keep talking. Yeah, we'll let you know, man. All right, peace out, guys. Yeah, peace out. All right, later. Yeah. Bye. That was Armani, my best friend and co-founder of. Forbidden Origins. Um, yeah, so guess it's just us now. And um, yeah, we could keep talking. I'm curious, and I've seen this happen in podcasts, and uh, just to see uh, what what's our time at? How long have we been going so far? 47 minutes. 47 oh, not bad. I think we could hit at least an hour, and then whatever oh, you want to, whatever yeah. the host, whatever the hosts want to do. Um, you know, it's 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 your uh, ship to steer. <laughs> So, but yeah, I knew we were just talking about writing and things that inspired us. Um, yeah, anime. You were talking about anime. 
No, yeah, that's a, that is a big thing for me um, as well because it's like it's my first dabble into like overarching stories that just like I said earlier that just continue and you always want to know you know what happens. Um, another big anime, obviously Dragon Ball Z is my first one, so it's near, near and dear to my heart. And um, I, this is going to be hilarious, but I feel like it's a rite of passage if you're Hispanic to like like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> right. I've I've never actually seen it, but like my cousins and like uncles even. Yeah, you they, definitely you have know, like a cousin. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Noah? Were you a dra- Dragon Ball guy or? I really didn't get into Dragon Ball until high school because I don't know. My dad didn't want me watching it, even though I watched like Predator at four. But whatever. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, anime has always been a part of my life, but then it hasn't. So, like, for example, I'm the same way. Yeah, so for example, um, I grew up on like '80s anime, so like Robotech, um, uh, stuff from the '90s, Cowboy Bebop, but like, oh, uh, Vampire Vampire Hunter D is also a pretty big influence on me too. But like, I haven't like really kept up with a lot of modern anime. For example, I was really into Attack on Titan, but like that was because it was on Netflix. So good. So like, I missed out on like I missed out on One Piece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watching it now, I think it's pretty cool. I've always respected anime as a medium, but like I was never the biggest guy. But now I'm starting yeah. to get more into it, and like I always like talk shit about it, but that's because I'm just like fucking around. Um, yeah. But I do I respect it heavily because there's a lot of cool shit in there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there really Neon is. Genesis and Evangelion. That one is so good. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and I'm like, I, yeah. There's like I say, anime is the biggest inspiration, but I honestly haven't even watched that much and i definitely feel like i could watch more like i always hear good stuff about cowboy bebop haven't seen it haven't seen neon genesis uh i would i could count on like one hand i think the like series i've like stuck with and and obviously dragon ball a big one that was for me and i didn't even really watch fully until the pandemic was uh naruto really good um that was a big one for me because that was kind of more into like it was it was a definitely a deeper version of like you know Dragon Ball. It was it was more into like the characters and like what they've been through and, and very tra- you know very tra- a lot obviously very traumatic. Um, sometimes it gets really sappy, but it, it's so good. I, I love that stuff. You know, I just like I'd rather know more about a character than know not you know not have it nothing at all, and then they're yeah. kind of more bland. Even if it gets a little and, and yeah, anime gets very extra in that sense. Um, Attack on Titan. I mean, yeah, everyone. I think everyone got blown away by that. That that was that was that was the first anime where when I caught up to like wherever the episodes ended, I literally had to read the. That was the first anime where I read the manga like after the fact to find out like okay, I need to know like what the heck is going on, and then and then I was caught up at the point where I was waiting for all the uh, you know with. For people who don't know, a lot of anime is is um, adapted from the manga first. Yeah. So first the manga comes out, and then the anime gets animated later. Uh, and then manga chapters come out either usually like weekly or monthly. So I was waiting every week. I think I think Attack on Titan was monthly. So waited every month for the next chapter. That was like that was such a good one. That one really drew me in, and that that was just like such a crazy story. Um, for people who are into that, they're. There's like some debate about the endings, but I thought the ending was good. I liked it. That's what I've heard. I'm still not caught up. Um, I started season three, and then I just never kept watching it. But the first two seasons were amazing. 
No, yeah. season three is really good too, especially towards the end. It gets you got to finish season three. I'm yeah, saying, that's if what I heard. You got to finish season three. And then season I, four is like the whole crazy. Yeah, it's wow. Yeah, but I did hear people like debating on the ending. Some people hated it. Some people liked it. it I guess yeah, the I mean, things. yeah, there was like, it's not, and this happens even in a lot of other shows too, and even movies. That's like a hard thing too, right? Like as a storyteller, is how to nail the ending. Yeah. Right? It's either too much or too little or, you know, that, it, it's hard to end your story. Um, and I liked what the Takadayan did. It it did just feel a little rushed, I would say, like oh, to tie okay. everything up. But a lot of things end like that. And then, but then there was stuff that happens like before the ending, like right before the ending where it's like, oh, this is crazy. But then it kind of gets, I'm not trying to spoil it too much, but then it kind of gets like, it didn't really matter at the end, which happens in oh, a lot okay. of other stories too. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, have I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, is there any um, genre that you guys want to write that you haven't written about yet that you want to delve into? Um, Angel, you want to go first? Honestly, I want to write a Western so bad. I'm, I'm down. Like, just yeah. like a gang of outlaws, you know, uh-huh. that type of stuff. I just think it's so cool. And I've never tried before. I've never, I've never even read anything in that genre, but... I just think that like uh, specific like location of like the old west and like revolvers and horses and all that. It's just so cool. I can give you an idea for that, Angel, if you want it. Sure, slide it. Um, you're, are you Hispanic? You're Hispanic, right? Yes, I am. Okay, look up the Mexican Apache Wars. I got you. Look that look that up. It was a bloody, disgusting time, and I think you'll enjoy maybe writing something about it because. To this day, I think the Mex like a lot of Mexicans, like especially around te- the Texas area and Mexico itself, they try to kind of sweep that under the rug, but both sides right. got dirty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think yeah, that's, 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 a, that's an interesting. Well, well, first Angel, um, that's so cool. Yeah, westerns are amazing. I would yeah. love to see see you do something like that. Um, I was thinking at first, like, but this was just like you know, Forbidden Origins, not like. Oh, it could fit in the old universe as like, you know, maybe one of the planets that has more of a Western theme. But I do understand, too, on the side, like if you really want to be like a true Western, like, you know, have like be, you know, somewhere in America or whatever. And, you know, have real horses and, and, you know, guns on Earth, like actual Western. That's completely fine. I mean, I, I would love I would love to see you, you know, if that's something you really want to do, you should definitely do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm also just the type of person, though, where like. I can easily adapt to things, so I would be so down to make it a space western. That'd be so space sick. Western, yeah, definitely. Yeah, either yeah, we can definitely talk more about it. But yeah, that's cool. And then Noah, with just like curiosity, I really know about this. What what was the Mexican Apache Wars? Was that like um, did that when did that take place? Was this like before America was like a thing? Uh, I've, I've I've heard the name before, but I didn't know actually the, the history. But I like historical stuff. Yeah, so from what I read, it happened mostly um, in Texas and like in northern Mexico, where um, it was basically a three-way war between uh, Americans, Mexicans, and Apache, and mm. it was just the three factions, the three groups, just going at it. Like, um, let me put it to you this way: um, the Mexican government paid per scalp for Apaches, and sometimes. Yeah. Americans, they would go to Mexican towns, kill the Mexicans, scalp them, and then sell them. Oh my god. 
not even a, like, a pass. So wait, Americans, Americans killed the Mexicans and they sold the Mexican scalps? To the Mexican government. Oh, because you because you know because you, you don't know it's a it's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like any scalp is like okay yeah shit like that uh, massacres so Mex- sides all three sides massacred each other basically rape all that jeez so the Mexican government didn't care who was giving them the scalps they just wanted scalps as yeah, like a proof and they also like, didn't know that they couldn't prove that they were Apache well yeah they were lying you know they're just like yeah. here look we killed a bunch of them. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I was just thinking, like, if you know, if it was in a Mexican, it, if it was a Mexican government, like, incentive, they don't care that an American person came no, to no, them. They didn't, care. they didn't care. They're like, okay, yeah, they're like, all right, well, you got scalps. Here's some money. Yeah. And <laughs> one person I'm, they I'm just assuming, wanted the land, right? Yeah, because I'm assuming Mexico did that program to like clean, like yeah. it must have been in like Mexican land. They're like, we need these guys out of here. Yeah, yeah, I think this was before, during, and after the Civil War. Jeez. Okay. So there was different eras. So, you, of course, you had, like, Texas was Mexico, and then Texas became Texas, and then you had the aftermath. Um, But, yeah, it got dirty, dude. Like, it was like, damn, I didn't know that, like, they went down like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that is such a crazy point in time. It's just like, you know, you're, you're like, they're just settling things on the East Coast, like, just barely making it, like, a, a society. But then there's people who are like, well, screw that. I want to go out west that's not even explored and then now you're in like these towns where like you know there probably isn't a cop you could probably or or there is cops but you could get away with murder pretty easily and you know people get robbed all the time or you know you're in native land and you know then then uh native americans might beef with you and and kill you it's so crazy so crazy that people were like let's do that (laughs) let's go yeah Um, insane but it does make for good stories Yes, it, it does. does. Yeah, that's, that's like, isn't that like one of the number one shows right now, right? It's not, I don't think it's like a Western Western, but um, Yellowstone. And then, but Yellowstone, oh, but then right. Yellowstone has like a spinoff that's super popular too that is like actually in Western times, it's like 1883 or something. I think oh, really? that's why like the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian got so big because initially they, they basically yeah. moved it as a, as a Western. Yeah, that's like a space Western, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cool stuff. Um, for me, I always had a thought, which would be cool. I just, it, it's definitely something down the line. I would love to do like a political thriller, something mm-hmm. where like something. I've always had this thought of like, I had this scenario where it it, it's, it might sound basic, but I think it's just how you present it. It's like I have a story of where this guy really wants to make a change and was always like super dedicated and always wanted to like change what's happening in, you know, like the U S and, and, and so he actually, uh, ends up running for Congress and he's like super popular and he wins. Um, but he kept going, right. He didn't stop just because he won Congress. He, he kept wanting to change, you know, what was going on and he keeps, and he keeps digging basically because now he's part of Congress and he's trying to like pass these laws to really make it. I think I have it where he, you know, he wanted to do these laws where it actually helped people uh but even people who were interested they all voted it down and he's like why did you guys vote this down i thought this was like we were going to change you know we were going to do better and no one could give him a straight answer and he knew like okay something's up and then that's when he gets into the world of like you know most of america and congress is uh influenced by other forces and he digs too he gets too deep and then now they're basically trying to like hunt him down and that's like 
that's like kind of yeah some some crazy political thriller i don't i, I love like political thriller like uh, even but you know with action in it too and it doesn't have to be like crazy action i like shows like um jack reacher but well, that was more like cia stuff but like designated survivor was super crazy you guys watch oh, that show yeah. uh, I've heard about it and I've seen like trailers and stuff and it looks yeah. really cool. It's good. Um, but then I think Netflix took over for like the last season and they got a little oh. crazy. But I don't think you can have a show that long about um, this guy who is the president. And then because then they have to just keep keep making the scenarios crazier and crazier. And then it gets a little right. unbelievable. And I obviously the political thriller would kind of be a little fan like have like fiction. Well, obviously fiction, but like. It would get a little crazy, but I don't want it to get like, you know, I don't want the reveal of like the bad guy to be like, you know, this super evil guy who controls like 30 governments with like oh, one okay, hand. Yeah. yeah. You want it more grounded. Well, I, I, like, I want it to feel life. like kind of real, but it's like yeah. what happens if you dig too deep and it's not just like one bad guy, it's like all the forces that are influencing like, politics. Right. Like over lobbyists and all that stuff. Yeah, but it gets like deeper of like, okay, they're not just like you know, obviously sending money. They're they're threatening people. They're blackmailing people. They're yeah. they're trafficking. They're doing a whole bunch of stuff to keep America where they want it to be. Assassinations and all that. Yeah, and I I think I had it where um he he doesn't even he doesn't even really beat them. He just tries to survive. That's what it turns into because he yeah. got too deep. Damn. Because you can't beat them. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, that's that, that's kind of the scary part about it. And then he just survives. Yeah, I don't know. This is something I'm developing, but yeah, this, I don't know. I always had that thought in my head. <laughs> no, really that's cool. definitely something I would not mind uh, reading, like down the line from you, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's like think- also like I always thought too, like okay, well, why does it have to be a guy? It can be a girl, but then I'm also thinking like, well, I'm a guy. I don't know. Point of right. view of a man. Sometimes it's just easier to write what you know. Yeah, I don't want to like yeah. But um, yeah, that's kind of what. We're like Western political thriller. What about you, Noah? What would you want to write other than like, you know, sci-fi military? So when the last season of Game of Thrones came out, it pissed me off. (laughs) I decided to take a gander at writing fantasy. And I have an idea. Um, It's under the working title Dawn Guard. Um, Basically, it's... So I kind of do like the Warhammer way of doing things where for Warhammer Fantasy, they had like fantasy versions of like real life empires and like real world culture. Right. And I'm kind of going the same route where it's like, I have like fantasy Europe and then across the ocean, you have fantasy America. And then across the sea, you um, down South, you have fantasy Africa. And then to the East, you have fantasy like Asia. And um, I basically wrote it that the most advanced civilization are the Aztecs. Um, oh, okay. And they have like plasma bows. They have like golden armor, green armor. Um, all their soldiers are like basically an army of Captain Americas or Black Panthers because there's like an incident in like their past where they had to like create this, this like I guess serum or this like this like remedy to fight a stronger opponent, and uh, now they decide to stick with it. And the main character, he's basically half, I guess you could say fantasy European and half Aztec. He's basically like the first Mexican. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah. And his mother is the queen of the Rhinelands. It's like the name of this country within fantasy Europe. And then his dad is the emperor of the Aztecs. Oh, that's cool. So like he kind of goes every summer back and forth. And yeah, basically the first story arc, I'm not going to give too, too much away. Uh, The first story arc is called the War of the Half-Blood Kings. 
Mm. That sounds sick. Um, it's basically a war between half brothers, between him and his brother. Oh, that's sick. cool. Yeah. So, Family feuds are always interesting to read about too. And uh, it's gonna be. I, I'm not giving away too much here, but I'm only gonna say that it does tie into my superhero one. Yeah, I was about to ask that because I was saying like some of this uh, stuff you're mentioning reminds me of like some of the stuff you've talked about for Manifest. It's so that's that's really cool. That's all I'm gonna say is that it does tie in somehow, some way. You'll see how. Yeah. All right, that's really cool. I love um connecting universes like that where it's like different stories that may not even have much in common, but you manage to link them together and it's like, oh wow, that was the same universe the whole time. Yeah, I've always liked the idea of the multiverse even before I got like like mainstream with Marvel and DC the past couple of years. Uh-huh. I've I've always loved the idea of the multiverse. Like, I wonder if there's like, like, what am I doing in like Earth like six thousand and five? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are, like you know? Right. That's, that's always yeah, tickled my brain. Way. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Eric, of the multiverse? Like that concept? Oh yeah, that's always a fun thing. I mean, you know, eventually we'll kind of have our own multiverse with you know, not the old you know the old universe is its own universe but we'll we'll expand it into other things too but it can still be connected in that multiverse sense right right yeah i love it and it yeah it's it's funny that it's it's mainstream now with even though with marvel and dc they've had their multiverses since like i know i know they did a big multiverse in dc in like the 80s right um and then marvel i think probably around the same time, maybe even earlier with like, if you count with all the stuff in the seventies that they did. Um, but it, yeah, no, it, it, it's cool that it's like now a thing in like the bigger culture and people are like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Like the multiverse of like what's happening. Um, because yeah, like if you're a comic reader, even like into like, you know, stories, multiverse has always been a thing and it, it is a cool concept. Um, the pros the, i guess the cons of it though that some people talk about too is like and it depends on how you do them right they'll be like why would i care about this character if there's like almost the same version in another universe and so right. it doesn't really matter if they're dead or not or whatever they go through i can look or see about the other version um but i i, I don't think that's like a big thing um yeah, it's just it's it, it's it's cool that it's like getting into that like to see different versions of it. The, the the thing that really defines it is like if you have a character, if you do a multiverse version of that character, it needs you know there needs to be a distinction of that that really hits the point of this is from another universe. That's why I think right. Spider Verse is so successful because each Spider Man is so they have this you know they're all Spider Man, but there's like a they all they're all spider-man from like a different point of view and a different background which is really yeah. cool and like how their spider-man became to be i think i think spider-verse is the best version yeah of the multiverse kind of thing going on um and then and because it's so crazy too i think it i think it works better like as an animated thing versus uh you know like live action because it, it, it i don't know it, it feels like it's a little easier to convey like because then you can also change art styles right yeah oh like, that's so cool yeah how they that's that. what makes it that's what really hits it too and that's what that's why it was so cool in comics too right because then you'll yeah. have like a completely different art version of of batman or a completely different look for thing and it's it's not just a film like change costume or change the actor like maybe yeah. cgi but maybe when cgi gets a little more crazy we can see cooler stuff, but I think the animated really is really good with like the multiverse. Mm-hmm. 
the the one the one like negative drawback in my opinion about the multiverse becoming a um mainstream concept is that they did it too fast, too hard, I feel like. Oh yeah, years. I agree. Like they keep smacking people over the head with it and it's like, dude, you have to this kind of stuff like the average watcher, the av- like comic fans are used to that. We're used to <laughs> the multiverse as a concept. We know what's going on. But your average like watcher, they're gonna be like, What? Like I think they understand like the service level. But you see arguments online all the time, like, Oh, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Oh, like why did that character do that? It's like, dude, it's not the same version. No, yeah, they yeah. don't they don't get it. They don't get it. it's not a different um, Yeah, like, like nuance I, is lost on people when it comes to the multiverse sometimes, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, it's funny, by the way. Speaking of the multiverse, I'm not trying to give too much away, but um, Angel, you, I, you've probably seen in the in the chat that we're setting up long term for a crossover between one of my characters and one of Eric and Armani's characters. Yeah, I did see that. That looks sick. That drawing that Armani did was awesome. Yeah, and basically, we figured that both characters have like the semi semi similar origins, and. Uh-huh. They're, we're gonna set it up that they're basically doppelgangers from different universes. Oh, that's actually so cool. So that's uh, that's kind of been on my mind lately, just the multiverse and how that can work and stuff. So I think people are gonna like what we do with that. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of things clicking, a lot of things uh, that we're gonna keep developing, and and this is a part of it. This is a part of like what we're working on, and we just hope that whoever listens or reads or watches what we do that you enjoy, and you just you join you you join us on our journey. Um, it's been really cool just to like have it, have people to talk about this stuff with. Um, and we all like have different ideas and perspectives on it. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. This is like, I love this stuff. And, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me and on as your first guest. I think, uh, you know, it's been a fun first podcast, uh, just talking about like what we're doing. It was a really good intro one. I think, I think we did, um, a lot of really cool stuff, but, uh, I know I'm not the uh, host, but I, I don't know. What do you think, guys? Has it been like a good first episode? I think so. What time are we at, Noah? One oh one ten. We're at one an hour and ten minutes. I think that's a good length. Yeah, yeah I for feel a like first it is intro too. episode. I think uh, I think everyone had a had a good time. I think we did a good job. Um, yeah. I hope people enjoy. I hope people listen. Um, but yeah, definitely. I'm thinking weekly, right? We're going to be doing like uh, every Thursday. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think weekly could work. Can definitely work. Um, depending on when this comes out, we can discuss like how many need to be. You know, we'll we'll, we'll talk more about it. But yeah, you know, when this comes out, when, when this comes out, I think we'll have a weekly establishment, and um, it'll be it'll be really fun. But I I just want to say thank you, uh, Noah, and thank you, Angel, uh, for having me and Armani on. This was really cool. Uh, you guys are Forbidden Radio, a part of the um, Forbidden Origins universe, or what would we even call it? The Forbidden Origins family. Forbidden. We'll have to think about that too. The Forbidden Origins network. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, no. Check us all out. I mean, I'm just gonna say shout out to Forbidden Origins. You'll find out everything we're doing just by going to ForbiddenOrigins.com. Um, we're everywhere. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn page as well. So, nice. you know, trying to network, you know, at Forbidden Origins. We are everywhere. So, yeah, 
check us out. Uh, check out this podcast, uh, you know, and all, on all the audio will definitely be on Apple and Spotify. And uh, I believe YouTube uh, yes. will be on YouTube and, and we'll have the Forbidden Origins YouTube channel, which has a whole bunch of animations as well. And then, of course, our first story, um, The Old Universe out now on Amazon. And we have Echoes of the Old Universe coming out very soon this month, um, which will also be on Amazon and TikTok shop as well. That's the stories that we have Angel and Noah a part of. So yeah, check out everything Forbidden Origins, listen to Forbidden Radio, and let your friends know, because we out here. Wow, what a great outro by our guest. I, I was going to say something, but I guess that's the outro we're going to go with. Thank you guys for <laughs> oh, joining us. Oh no, you us. can go ahead. Okay, okay. Thank you guys for joining us on episode one of Forbidden Radio. I can't wait to see what this becomes. And honestly, thank you for listening, and everyone have a great day. Peace out.